everybody. Just wanted to let you know that the following podcast is intended for adults only. Hello, podcast world. We want to thank you for tuning in to Cages, Sages, Pages, and Rages. Test, 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 test. Does any of that sound different? No, it sounded exactly the same. Well, that didn't do shit. Do you know what any of these things on the board mean? Like, what's EQ? Is that equalizer? Yep, that's equalizer. What about the pan? Are you saying pan? Panned? Panned. Pan. Pan. Two ends. Two ends. Hashtag Uh Yeah, I don't know what that is. What about my HPF or gain? My gain. Uh, gains like muscle gains? I would say zero. Gain. Oh, dude, that went way lower. Nope. Yeah, don't do go what back. you're doing. Right. Yeah. Go back, go back. Way low, way low. This is where it was. This is where it was before. This yeah, just leave it there. Are you there? Okay. All right. Well, we're probably fine. Let's just enough of this. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of CSPR. I'm Adam. I'm Dan. And we're us. All right. We're getting better. Good. Good. No. That was pretty good. No, that was shitty. It's anyway, how you doing, dude? <sighs> feeling really really good man just cashing that cashing necks and breaking checks you know what I'm saying? <laughs> god damn it god could i be any more dyslexic dick flex i'm good man so i've been <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about my New Year's resolutions because, you know, none of us are perfect and I want Mm -hmm. some things to change in my life. And I decided that in 2021, I'm going to go back to being vegan. Interesting. What uh, prompted this decision? Well, uh, what prompted it was this plug right here on Netflix. You can watch What the Hell. Um, really informative, alarmingly scary documentary about mostly the meat industry um, and its effects, well, processed meats in general, effects on your health and the associated controversial links to certain government agencies. And um, look, I'm not going to reveal the whole plot of the documentary. Not that it has a plot. Let me start over. Watch What the Health. It'll change your life in, at first, an alarming, scary way, but for the better if, if it scares you the right way. You know what I'm saying? Ah, well, so I must say, actually, Dan, way back in the day, they had a, uh, a doc that came out called Food Inc. Now that, yep. that made me switch off of meat for like easily at least two years. But then they brought the McRib back, and I was like, all right, well, I have to dive back in. But that's how they get you. Yeah. Um, so on a serious note, I am not going to disagree with your decision. I'm happy that you are switching to vegan. 
However, as you know, one of the biggest concerns is to get like an adamant amount of protein. So I just said adamant. I think I meant adequate. Fuck it. What I'm meaning to say is personally me, I also do agree. There's a whole lot of things going on with how they treat animals and I'm not a huge fan of factory farming, all this stuff. I, I honestly will continue to eat meat because I do need to consume protein to keep my gains up. Um, but I also, I used to look down upon people that were vegetarian and vegan because I'm like, well, that's not healthy because you're not getting adequate protein. There are ways to do it, though, without having to consume meat. So I respect your decision, man. And I will tell you this, man. If you haven't seen um, the documentary, check it out because they do go into a little bit of detail on your concern of losing mm-hmm. Protein, but it turns out that uh, vegetables do have an adamant amount of protein, um, and it is totally easy to get the required amount your body needs through a plant-based diet. Now, you're going to have higher concentration of protein in meats for the most part, but it also turns out that we don't need as much meat as we used to think. So this is like all like, you know, the health industry being vamped up, new research being done, kind of kiboshing some old stuff and bringing in some new found research. So, you know, Adam, take it upon yourself or don't go fuck yourself. I don't care. But listeners out there, if you guys are curious about, you know, uh, doing better with your health and you're thinking about making some changes for the new year of 2021, check it out. Check it. Start with that documentary. It's, It's super informative. It'll scare you straight to a degree and maybe prompt you to watch some more documentaries or at the very least do some Google searches about uh, how to better your health through your diet because it's, it's pretty big, guys. Yeah, and I, I actually really appreciate that, uh, all that information. I got to be honest, I changed the way that I ate meat, though, instead of eating all of the processed food that you were talking about. I have switched to grass-fed, grass-finished beef. So I'm not going to make the full switch into veganism, but I'm very interested to hear how your switch goes. Cause Dan, I don't know, but I, I, I couldn't get this from broccoli. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I can't, even with me being able to see you and the yeah. viewers not, I still can't see your bicep. First of all, bronzing oh. with your white wall, you piece mm-hmm. of fuck. All right. Well, and secondly, uh-huh. um, you know, unless a 12 year old is standing behind you and uh-huh. just put his arm up behind you, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, um, why don't you get in the gym, you bitch? Uh, too bad I work out every day, motherfucker. And if I had less self-respect, self—if I had less self-respect, mm-hmm. I would show you the six-pack that's right under here right now. Mm. That's not from broccoli, my friend. Okay. Well, I guess it'll have to be a private episode where we we do that. Actually, no one could see. So go ahead, and pop it, pop off that shirt. Let me see that little bad boys. I'm not going to because I still kind of have the chubby nipples. But to be honest, I like legitimately have a six pack and I'm really happy about it. No, dude, I, I am proud of you. And if you guys didn't go back and listen to the first episode yet, don't because it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but if you did, you kind of have an idea uh, about Adam and I's history where we touched on the fact that we were just a couple of little fatty patties uh, in our youth and have taken some turns in our adult lives to do better and shed weight. And recently, well, the weight was lost, but now we're both a lot about checking in on health in general. And you guys, not nec- weight loss doesn't necessarily mean that you're healthy. Or if you are skinny because you have a great metabolism, but you just are dumping shit into your body, 
get ready. Diabetes is a coming. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's something around the corner. Uh, and if it's not diabetes, it's cancer. So if you look good, that's one thing, but you've got to feel good. And on your insides, you know, talk to your doctor or don't, I don't trust him. Why not just trust, talk to trust us? Trust me. We're experts. Nothing. And know everything. <laughs> we also give free medical advice. If you want to email us at csprpodcast at gmail.com. Also, it's not real medical advice. So No, you'll have to sign a disclaimer saying that uh, we're not actually giving you anything good. <laughs> no, okay. On a, serious, no, on a serious note, though, seriously, I am not choosing to be vegan, but also, Dan, it doesn't mean it's wrong for you choosing to do so. So hopefully we can do some updates as we get into the new year. I wholeheartedly support your decision. Well, thank you very much. And I'm going to go ahead and take it back and be like, I, there's no way I'm just way too addicted to cheese. So I can't forever be vegan for the rest of my life. However, I say vegan just so that it's easier for me to be like, I have to look for those kind of options to fit that diet. But in reality, I'm probably just looking towards doing a plant-based diet, which Mm -hmm. allows for a couple of animal products here and there versus it being part of your regular diet, daily diet. Yeah. Well, and, and too, when it comes to protein, you know, I recently started to do something that I've, I've never been a big seafood guy, but uh, now that I've switched off of red meat, I do love steak and I love beef, right? But there's only so much you can have it before you're like, ah, oh, fuck beef again. So actually I've eaten more turkey and actually like a lot more salmon and fish and shrimp, all the seafoods. I've eaten more seafood in this past year than probably my entire life. And if you like seafood, that's one of the healthiest ways to get protein. Hey man. You're getting those omegos in there too. Oh, <laughs> Lego yeah. my my omegos. <laughs> We're not friends anymore. That's uh, also don't eat um, ego waffles. They're not good for you either. <laughs> Shout out to ego waffles. Shout out to ego waffles. They're never going to sponsor oh, I'm sorry. us. Schmago waffles. Schmago schmaffles. <laughs> Uh, okay, last thing on this, because by now people are like, is this even an intro to anything? And no, no we're just going to talk about veganism the entire time. On a real note, real talk, as much as Dan and I kid about us, I mean, we were fat as shit, but Dan actually inspired me to get super healthy just because I know you haven't seen Dan, but if you like me and you know Dan, he lost what, like seriously, like a hundred pounds almost? Seriously and literally, no, it was, was, I got down at my fattest to getting down to my lightest as an adult was a hundred pounds. Fuck yeah, dude. And now I went went from uh, eight ninety five to seven (laughs) ninety five. I feel great. And now I can see half of your neck, which is awesome. I know. Um, Doesn't it look good in this turtleneck? You can't see. I'm not wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> I thought it was a V-neck, actually. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been awesome to see his whole transformation. Uh, but, yeah, Dan, just make sure that you don't get unhealthy skinny like we talked about. Shout out to Kenya. Just kidding. Shout out to Kenya again. Um, but, yeah, no, dude, I, I just worry about it because I've seen a lot of people switch to, like, vegan slash vegetarian, like a plant-based lifestyle and you are healthier. And I'm not saying you have to have muscle to be healthy, but for me, I would be worried about being healthy and skinny, but like not having muscle mass. Cause now I'm just all about trying to build up. You're trying to get yoked. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, no. And how else are you supposed to protect yourself in ever really increasing chance of apocalyptic lifestyle uh, coming up here? Because eventually COVID-19 is going to take a turn to uh, a zombie uh, sort mm-hmm. of virus. So, yeah, either get right, eat your proteins, or get ready to eat brains. Because zombies are coming. Zombies are coming. But it's all organic. Not quite vegan, but definitely organic, though. So that's good. <laughs> anyway, okay, sorry, Dan, that's enough, okay? It's already okay. off the rails. We didn't even get on the rails to get off the rails. We're just starting off the rails. Anyway, folks... Welcome back. If you've ever listened before, we really appreciate you returning. If this is your first time, I promise you, this is exactly how the episodes go. So just deal with it. Um, we're back. We're better than ever. Dan, this is the first time in forever where we've actually had maybe consecutive weekends where we record because it used to be like we'd record one episode and then we'd wait, I don't know, anywhere from two to six months and then record one. So yeah. I mean, consecutive is saying a lot, but definitely the least amount of time in between recordings, for sure. Yes. Which actually, we were late to start this because here's a little plug for our show, but also me individually, just a little. Uh, There was a UFC event last night, which is UFC 256. I was actually late to start this recording with Dan. I apologize about that because I was recording my recap of that event. So if you like UFC... Please listen to all of our episodes, including this one, but also here in the next week or so, you should see the UFC 256 recap uploaded. So uh, please enjoy. Hell yeah. Um, Speaking of that, thank you once again to all the listeners, but also we need you to do something for us. We had a little bit of homework last time. Our homework last time was for you to please send us any feedback. Have we received any? Not exactly, but we're still waiting. We're patient. Patience is a virtue, as my mom always used to say. Then she'd tell me to hurry the fuck up, but that's neither here nor there. Um, What I'm saying is, if you want us to talk about any specific content, we want to know about it. If you have any feedback, like how much we're awesome or how much we suck balls, we still want to hear about it. So please send all of your feedback and your questions to csprpodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of that, though, Dan, there's also something else the listeners can do for us. What is it? Well, they could leave a review, but there are some contingencies. Um, Anything review-based has to be positive because we want more people listening. Um, That being said, if you are vindictive, I would tell you to go fuck yourself. But uh, in this case, I'm going to say, please don't. And (laughs) just say, please. (laughs) You don't like the show. Don't listen to it. No need to go slandering us on the uh, podcast forums, okay? Uh, And guys, if you are listening to this on iTunes, um, that is the most important. It's going to be the most recognizable and we'll get the most credibility from having positive reviews. So please go and you know where to look, okay? If you listen to any good podcast, they're asking you to do the same. We don't want to sound like a broken record, but we're gonna unless we start getting some positive reviews. So... The more you leave, the less we'll talk about it. Back to you, Adam. Yeah, Dan, thank you. I mean, we're easily probably the second best podcast out there. It goes Joe Rogan and then CSPR, okay? But we're trying to- the world. Yeah. Which also, by the way, thank you to all the international listeners. I'm not going to go over the locations, but like we used to be only located in maybe one or two cities because Dan and I were the only people that listened to us. Now we have 52 downloads. We're in- 
37 different cities. We're also international, baby. It's like seven or eight different countries. Let's go. So if we're trying to take over the Joe Rogan top spot, we need some more reviews, okay? How about, Dan, how about this? If you have something negative to say, send that to the Gmail account and we'll never read it or we will read it and then probably not respond. But if you have something positive to say, leave us a nice review. We would appreciate it. And actually, if you do have something negative to say, um, we want to make your experience here on the CSPR podcast much better. And if you do leave us something, we're going to respond with a homemade video, um, which will secretively be a link to Two Girls, One Cup. So get ready for that. (laughs) If you haven't seen it, oh boy, aren't you ever surprised. If you have already, get ready to get traumatized all over again. Okay. There's someone that's from the younger generation, which hopefully you're over 18 if you're listening to this because there's explicit material. But yeah, if you're so young, you don't know what Dan just mentioned. I can't wait to send you that clip because that's like a 90s reference, bro. And it happened to all of us. Okay, it happened to everybody. Everybody fell for it. So terrible. And I'm honestly, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemies. So don't look it up or try and find it. That. Now that I've already said it, I guess if you do, because you're so curious, I'm sorry not our fault. in advance. Yeah. That's not our fault either. Get you ready know what for I heard a brain actually. quarantine full of <laughs> girls doing stuff you'd never wish girls would do. I've, I've heard actually that the, uh, the cause of that video was actually veganism. So, Well, they were probably going through some sort of detox situation. <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God. It's so disturbing. All right. We're not talking about this. It's not even in the notes. And I am so sorry you brought it up. Look, what we're really trying to say is all this is leading to we love you. We want to hear from you. And please let other people know by reviewing us how much you like the show. Okay. Okay. Yeah, please. All right. Uh, Dan, so when I asked you how you were doing, you didn't do what a good friend does, which is ask me how I'm doing. Which Again, is fine. don't care. That's going to be every episode where it's like, if you want to talk about how you're doing, go ahead. Just know that I am totally tuning out. <laughs> All right. Well, Adam, how you been, man? I don't want to talk about it. Um, so we're Good, just no going to... <laughs> I was fine because I thought my BFFFFF was a ride or die type bitch. You know what I'm saying? Also, I'm sorry for saying the word bitch. Sorry, that was too much. No, I thought my BFFFF was a ride or die type of dude. And then he said he was turning vegan. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess we can't really be friends. So if you want to be my new best friend, I'm taking all applications sent to podcast at gmail.com. And if you um, do that, get ready for him to say that you're his BFFFF and put too many Fs into the point where you're like, you're not going to be in anything to me any longer because can't deal with your Fs. I'm sorry, man. You know I love you. Seriously, though. All right? Seriously. How, how are you doing? How's, how's things going? I'm hanging in there, man. Uh, I think as a whole society, saying this year sucks uh, would be an understatement because we have a little global pandy going on. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, COVID. Uh, so outside of that, though, as we talked about, I'm not going to get into it, but we had a little hiatus because I had some personal trials and tribulations going on. And guess what, Dan? Since our last episode, even, the hits keep a coming, baby. But I'm still here. And actually, Dan and I talked about this. At first, we both decided to take a break from the podcast because we just had a lot of shit going on. Instead, 
we still have a lot of shit going on, but we decided this is actually the best time to do a podcast because it gives us a chance to escape from our own lives. And in doing so, we let the listeners escape from their daily lives. So it's a win-win situation. Win-win, baby. Yeah. So uh, I'm actually dead on the inside, but I'm alive on the outside. (laughs) (laughs) If people want to hear about what Adam on the podcast has to say, they can give a shit about Adam in real life. You know what I'm saying? High-five to all those people. Couldn't agree more. All right. Well, fuck you a little bit, but also I love you, buddy. Let's jump into it. So anyway, moving on, we hope all of you are also doing awesome. Even if you have a lot of shit going on, hopefully you can sit back and you can listen to us basically talk about nothing, make it sound like something, and then have some fun. Shits and giggles, if you will, just for funsies. Yeah. Let us know just how you're doing and pretend you're on the podcast. Answer the question. How you doing? And hey, guess what? If you have your own boiling point, which if this is your first time listening, aren't you in for a treat at the end of this guy? Um, but you have your own boiling point. I would go as far as to say that we will read it for the people and shout you out. So how about that? I'm throwing that out on the table. You want to you get some recognition in this world on the second top grossing podcast of all time in the history <laughs> of the world, CSPR podcast, then... Tell us your boiling point. You can just go ahead and draft it up in an email. And at the very top of the email, there's that little bar that says two. And you're going to put in podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the person that's going to send us the email. No, Okay, dude, what sucks is that the only way that people can tell us they're tired of hearing the email is knowing they have to send us an email to the Gmail account. I love that. <laughs> Stop plugging your email address. Like, yay, we got the response. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Which also, that's a fantastic idea, by the way. I love that, Dan. And if you are listening for the first time and you don't know what boiling points are, stay tuned because it's a pretty awesome segment. All right. Speaking of awesome segments, though, we changed the format. So with our new format, we just kind of have like one topic we like to dive into. We'll see where the show takes us. If you listen to us on our last episode, The whole conversation where we dove into talking about Dave Chappelle, which then evolved into disclaimers for Disney, that wasn't planned. That just happened, dude. It just happened. So we have one topic that is planned, and it was a question that Dan and I posed to each other about Mount Rushmore. Now, if you don't know what Mount Rushmore is, you're not a true American. No, I'm just kidding. Because we're international now, we might have to explain it. It's a landmark slash monument in which here in the United States of America, they have four presidential faces on it. Now, Dan, I can't miss my opportunity to make you possibly sound dumb. Can you tell me the four presidents on the actual Mount Rushmore? I would love to hear your answer to this. Uh, Washington, Lincoln, Roosevelt. And? And fuck that other guy. You know, the other guy, President Other Guy? Um, yeah, it's actually the Kentucky Colonel from KFC. That's ah, that's his name. Um, no, it's... Uh, Thomas. Jefferson. Yeah. I said it before you even said Thomas. Okay. I was thinking... I was thinking Thomas, and then I was like, well, what's his last name? And, of course, anybody who knows the name Thomas just follows it with Jefferson. So... Wow. I'm actually so impressed right now. I got to be honest. I thought that was a little trap that I said for you to sound super dumb, but actually you shut my mouth for me. So I, I apologize. Well, that's right. You better shut it because the reason I know is because I got an A in history, AKA 
before I got on this podcast, I was doing some research to be like, how many presidents are on the Mount Rushmore? Because <laughs> I was like, wait, I got to choose comedians that would be on Mount Rushmore. Wait, was there four or five? So uh, quick Google search told me that and then reminded me of all of them. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm a terrible historian. I'd be fired immediately. Yeah, I don't know if you remember this, Dan, but we went to school together. So I know for a fact you did not get an A in history. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, if you listen to episode zero, and if you haven't, don't. But uh, if you did, you'd also know that I slept through all of government. So, of course, I don't know any of the fucking president's names. The only one I do know is Trump, and it's because he's got, like, fucking merch in every gas station I go into, and I'm constantly reminded that he is currently our president. Uh, this is not a political podcast, but <laughs> yay for next year. Holla. And that's all I'll say about that. Interesting. Well, it's not a political podcast. What I will say is most presidents, when they know they're not going to be reelected, right? Like they know they're just basically a placeholder until the next dude or woman someday comes in. Every other president, usually they're absolutely discouraged, but they're kind of graceful, right? Like they just kind of sit there honorably and then they just uh. kind of pass the baton. Dude, I cannot wait to see what Trump does with his last 60 days. It's going to be insane. Insane. I just, I... Do you have any respect for yourself, your country? You know, no. what I'm that's why I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so like, dude, I can't wait to see like Trump takes all of the presidential paintings and like they all have his face on it. I can't wait for him to like burn down Lincoln's bedroom. It's going to be epic, dude. Hopefully no one gets hurt, but I will be so entertained by what he does with this because he is not going to go quietly into the night. He is going to do some shit, dude. I know. And you're, I guess you're right. At, for, from like an entertainment standpoint, like there will be some shit that will embarrassingly go down in history that is associated with our country. But at the same time, it will be fun to see what the surprises are. Cause you know, he's, it's, it's just going to come out and uh, whatever, man. I just, I just, again, we're not a political podcast, so definitely not doing a deep dive into this shit, but Oh, yeah. I'm I'm not going to say if I do or do not support him because that's not our place on this podcast. All I will say is it doesn't matter how I feel about him. I'm very eager to see what happens right before he leaves because he is not going to go quietly. That's going to be awesome, dude. It's going to be it's going to be a show. <laughs> Get ready for the show. Think of every crazy video, like all the Karens from like Walmart or something. Think of all those <laughs> oh, videos. Shit. That's going to be Trump. Like when they go to actually remove him from the White House, like he's just going to come out half naked. Guns are blazing, right? Like the place is going to be on fire. There's going <laughs> to they'll be like, uh, so actually there's a zoo that's in D.C. that lost all their tigers. We found them in the White House. And Trump's like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, it's so incredible. Like, dude, I can't. I cannot wait to see what happens. It's going to be epic. But anyway, that brings us to our segment. <laughs> so speaking of Mount Rushmore, speaking of presidents, there's a lot of conversations that happen where if you're trying to make, you know, a top five list, top 10 list, I'm a huge fan of top 10 lists in all walks of life and all different aspects of basically the world. One that Dan and I always talk about, which is actually part of the stages part of our name of our podcast, is we love stand-up comedy. All things comedy, whether it's funny movies, funny songs, funny faces, whatever. And we were talking about if we had to make our Mount Rushmore, which is four, right? Mount Rushmore of stand-up comedians. First of all, what would the qualifications be? But also, who would they be? So, uh, Dan... 
I didn't want us to have any set rules. So I think we both had even different qualifications for it, which is fine. But Mm -hmm. what were your eligibility requirements for your choices for your Mount Rushmore? For mine, I didn't really think that hard about it. And honestly, Adam, after seeing your list, it makes me rethink a little bit about how I approached it. But the work has been done and there's no time left. So I'm sticking to it. Um, I just went ahead and thought about um, my favorite comedians. And although the list is well beyond four, I thought about these uh, four individuals specifically because they all have a particular special that is near and dear to my heart, which I decided to not actually get into today. Um, What I did do is a little research to give uh, some plug for some of these comedians on their most recent uh, specials that were released um, over the last year or so, so that if you've never heard of them or have heard of them and you wanted to see what they've been up to, you can kind of check out some of these specials, most of which are on Netflix outside of one, but we'll talk about that a little bit here. Um, So yeah, as far as my qualifications go, I really just sat, thought, and I was like, who do I love the most? Who's special stands out that I have watched many, many times. Cause that's really how I get a gauge on my favorite comedians. Like if you can watch a special more than once and laugh just as hard, if not more on the second, third, fourth go around, that's, that's how, you know, you got yourself a Mount Rushmore comedian in my, in my mind. Yeah. So, well, but and I, <clears throat> I, th- I think that's cool that we left it kind of open because what I did for mine, I mean, if, if I had to make a Mount Rushmore for me that were my top four favorites, honestly, the list would be very much different because I wasn't looking at it from a standpoint of who my favorites were. Mine was more so from like a Hall of Fame standpoint where it's like, yeah, you, you took it from like the whole like, well, Mount Rushmore is four of the best presidents that we've ever had throughout the history of time. Right. And you kind of took that same approach with comedians, which I like, but it didn't occur to me that that's how, which, which is good. I, 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 we didn't set the ground rules for that reason. So we get to talk about even more comedians today, which is my favorite thing. Oh yeah. Well, and I, I, I think on a like relatability standpoint, it's more than possible to say that someone is the best, but they're not your favorite. Right. Right. Like, I mean, think about athletes. I would say the best baseball player of all time probably is like Willie Mays or maybe Barry Bonds or, you know, if you don't want to do the steroid era, then I guess you might go Willie Mays. But my favorite baseball player is Derek Jeter. Now, for those of you that don't know baseball, then I'm sorry for this uh, dumb analogy. But it's just like, for me, if I had to make a Mount Rushmore for my favorites, it would be, you know, these four guys. But yeah, I, I actually did approach it from the standpoint of like who I think the four best or at least most impactful from a historic standpoint were. But it doesn't make you or me wrong. It just means we automatically approached it differently, which also I can say all of our choices are also different on our Mount Rushmore's. So which I, is great. I, there were, I thought there was a chance since guys backstory real quick. I mean, a lot of, uh, Adam and I's um, relationship or friendship development has been centered around comedy in general. But because of that, I'll, we go into long winded discussions about comedians and it's never boring. So this is 
maybe going to be a recurring theme in the S part of our uh, podcast segment for stages um, as we continue, because we have already talked a fair amount about a couple of different comedians, but I'm especially excited. I'm extra especially <laughs> excited for today's episode, because today's episode, we talk about some of our favorites. Now you finally heard Dan's real voice. Dan, I'm so happy that you had the courage to finally let the audience hear how you really talk. I just, I couldn't fake it anymore. First of all, it's hot. Now I have an accent, like a, a hot Chicago accent and a lish type thing going. Hot the car. Um, but yeah, man, overall, super excited to be talking about this right now. So, shit, what do you want to do? You want to go like back and forth? You want to cover one list first, the other? I was thinking, yeah. I mean, just to give our, uh, our voices a break, it might make sense for us to like kind of go back one by one. So like you say one and then I, I'll say one, all that shit. Also, I will say one thing that although Dan and I didn't really talk about it, we both decided just on our own because great minds think alike or because we're both dumb, dumb minds think alike. <laughs> the names of people on this list, although you'll be able to see like a lot of them in movies or like maybe on TV shows, we didn't choose many people that are like predominantly actors. For example, Dan, as we talked about earlier, we both love Jim Carrey. If someone asked me just for the goats, like just the top funniest people ever, he's on that list. I fucking love Jim Carrey. You love Jim Carrey. All righty then. However, a shout out to Ace Ventura. He did actually do a little bit of standup, but his standup career is so far removed from who he is now that's somebody, for example, we would not consider for either of our Mount Rushmore's. So no. we chose people that either have already passed away, but were predominantly stand-up comedians, or people that are still in movies and sorts of things, but they're still predominantly stand-up comedians to this day. So that's just what we're letting you know. Because in case you're like, why didn't you say Eddie Murphy? Or like, why didn't you say Roseanne Barr? Or like stuff like that. It's because we did have to dwindle it down a little bit. Because if you just say, who's the Mount Rushmore of just funny people? is that even possible to just pick four, right? Like if you just pick somebody that's funny, like for sure you're not on mine, but I'm on mine. But then it's like, who are the other three, right? Yeah, no, exactly. That was cringy. Hashtag cringy. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right, so Dan, so when it comes to our Mount Rushmore, which I have to be honest, I'm very impressed because none of you can see our faces or our notes for this show, but Dan did his research, and you know much, you know much, you know how much research I did? Uh, nothing. I just thought of the four people that I thought should be on Mount Rushmore, and that's all I wrote down. But Dan has, like, information. So, Dan, let's... I do know much, first of all, and also I care much, uh, clearly... <laughs> Not the same on your end, but that's okay. Uh, I'll just keep wasting my time anyhow. Um, but yes, sorry, you were going to introduce me to talk about my shit. Yeah, I, I know you know this by now, but if you call yourself a friend of mine, you already know it's a waste of time. Yeah, well, I don't, so it's not a big deal. 
You don't know it's a waste of time or you don't call yourself. I don't call myself a friend of yours. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I fucking hate you. Anyway. uh, So I was thinking we would just take turns. So you say one and then I'll say one and then we'll go back and forth until either I get bored of hearing you talk or we finish our lists. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let's do that. And so I will just go ahead and get right into it. We're oh, bored already. I'm bored already. Okay, so thank you, show. <laughs> thank you, show. I meant to say thank you, folks. That's our show. Instead, I almost said, thank you, show. That's our folks. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the, dis- the dyslexia strikes again. Anyway, uh, all right, Dan, who is your first choice, dude? Okay, so my first person to replace George Washington, which if once we get to your list, Adam, it's not going to make any sense. Because uh, he's still alive and well and doing very well and coming uh, onto relevant uh, shows and platforms again after taking a hiatus. It's a Mr. Dave Chappelle. Um, I'm not going to go into it because I think we talked about him for eight hours on the last podcast. Uh, so you know how we both feel about him. But he definitely had to go at the top of my list for my Mount Rushmore. Uh, also, can I interject for a second? If you want to hear us actually talk a lot more about Dave, please listen to our last episode. Cause yeah, we definitely talked about him a bunch. So much. Um, so, but the only things that I want to really talk about is how much I love Dave and all of the movies that he's done. But because we're doing this from a standpoint of like who our best standup favorite standup comedians are, um, I want to let you know that Dave Chappelle, if you haven't heard of him already, what are you living under a fucking rock? And uh, he does have a special that came out in August of 2019. It's uh, on Netflix, by Netflix, called Sticks and Stones, and holds up so well compared to my favorite um, pastime, which was his special called Killing Them Softly. And I don't want to dive into it and reveal what my favorite jokes are, because Adam and I could definitely go into the archives of our mind. Pretty sure we watched that special together more than once back in the day. I had it on DVD, and we watched it many times. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And... um, We weren't inebriated at all while watching it. So completely sober, hilarious. However, if you do smoke the ganj, (laughs) because we don't, and nor have we ever. Right. um, You know, that's a good one for that. So, but yeah, dude, uh, Killing Them Softly, that was back in 2000. I know that ages us a bit because I'm remembering how old we were watching that shit. And you were only 46 years old back in 2000. I know, youth. But actually, uh, we were uh, in high school, and well, yeah, we were. We were in high school, young high school, and I'm uh, not in high school quite yet. But yeah, still, we watched it in high wow. school after it already came out. But when it actually came yes. out back in 2000, we were not in high school yet. No, that is true. Um, and funny little side bit, actually, if if y'all are gamers as well. Uh, Adam, do you remember the handheld PlayStation, uh, the PSP? I do, but actually in the year 2000, that's when I got my, uh, my PlayStation 2, because that's also the same year that came out. 2000 is when PS2 shit. came out. Well, I just think it's so interesting and funny, because if you don't know what a PSP is, imagine a PlayStation squeezed into a Nintendo Game Boy, and that was what a PSP was. And they 
I don't know how well it did for the company because they moved on so quickly, but they had things available. Like I had a couple of movies in the specific disc type format for that console that Mm -hmm. all are in the trash at this point for sure. Um, But Killing Them Softly was one of those that I had. So I was able to watch it when I went on trips or uh, on the plane or something that was that was pretty epic, but and wow, s- dating myself. <laughs> so knowing the content of that special, how did your parents feel about you watching that? You didn't tell them, right? Oh no, I had a car by then and was able to go to like a place like Schmain Stop and get uh, these, <laughs> you know, different PSP videos, uh, movies, or stand-up specials, as well as a couple of games. But uh, yeah, they had no idea that what I was watching and how often I was hearing the N word in my ears. And you did. Oh dude, that's right. You did have a car by then because I waited till I was way old to get my license. So actually you spent pretty much all of high school. Every time we'd hang out, I'd be like, Hey Dan, can you pick me up? You'd be like, well, of course. Cause it's not like you're going to fucking drive. <laughs> yeah. Um, bringing us back to how I always talk shit, how we're not friends. Clearly we are. And, uh, clearly I was so, Anytime I say that you're not one of my friends, like just remember how often I chauffeured your ass. Okay. You were my Uber driver before Uber was a thing, which means I didn't have to actually pay you money or leave you a five-star review. So actually jokes on you. Kind of makes me the chump. Gonna say, <laughs> right. Well, fuck you, Adam. <laughs> um, so that's, I, I, I don't want to go beyond that. Like we could talk about Dave again for hours. Yeah. hours. We're not going to do that. So Adam, who is your, uh, All right. So I actually, I want to bring up someone that through me just watching a whole bunch of various documentaries, but also Dan and I, we have a lot of personal experiences with just consuming stand-up comedy. So Dan went along the veins of who actually a lot of people say is the modern day Richard Pryor, which is Dave Chappelle. So on my Mount Rushmore, I have the OG. I have Richard Pryor because there are a lot of outstanding famous black comedians, but everybody will say, who do you think is the best one from back in the day? Most people say Richard Pryor. And if someone says, who's the best one working today? Most people say Dave Chappelle. So thanks for the segue, Dan. But I would say Richard Pryor. Now, if you don't know who he is, he was in movies. He was very famous, but I would argue that he was the most edgy comedian of his time. He would use a whole lot of bad words. He would say the N-word, but he didn't do it in a way where it actually turned you off from the comedy. It was more like a cultural standpoint where he just showed where we were as a whole society. So he brought all different people from all different walks of life and also from all different ethnicities to really just come together and just laugh their asses off. So if you can, out of all of his prolific work, if you can watch, and it was actually the first stand-up special that was actually released as a movie in which you could go to a movie theater and see it, but it's called Richard Pryor Live on the Sunset Strip. I have watched that so many times, and I think you know when, when a stand-up comedian is good is that although that special was filmed, I think, back in the 80s, if you watch it today, granted, the fashion is outdated, Okay. Sure. But his actual jokes, they're so relatable and so fucking funny that they still hold up today. And I love the way he tells stories, man. Love Richard Pryor. Yeah. Uh, And like you were kind of saying, he paved the way not only for, you know, black comedians to come on that scene, you know, in a higher respect, 
uh, but also for stand-up in general, like being a little bit more edgy and grotesque and, you know, using certain words that were considered taboo at the time, like kind of opened up a variety of everything from basically content or, or what these comedians could write about and feel safe to talk about not only on TV, but just in, in, in uh, you know, an audience lives, you know, kind of setting. So I totally couldn't agree more with your, your first pick, Adam, Richard Pryor. Well, fucking done. Thanks, man. Now, next up, which I am not going to go through the presidential faces and be like, this is George Washington or Lincoln or whatever, but I'm, I'm doing that. Yes. So you can do that. Although there is one on my list that actually did get to play one of the presidents in a movie. So that'll be interesting. But who is the second one on your Mount Rushmore? Um, well, this is one of Adam and I's favorite comedians that we talk about all the time. And leading up to uh, his Me Too situation, and if you're already kind of getting an idea, if you're a stand-up fan, you know that I'm prompting a discussion, a minor one, about Louis C.K., who is my second choice, and what happened with him, and maybe how he's kind of making a comeback um, into the entertainment scene. But uh, he did have... A recent release is called Sincerely Louis C.K. Came out in April 2020. I didn't even actually know about it. Adam had to tell me um, and share it with me. But it's hard to come by unless you know to go directly to his website where you can buy and stream it. That is, that's the only platform. Because of why is that, Adam? All right. So first of all, I must say, Dan, that is a great choice. Now, I guess you had the balls to say, although he had controversy, which we're just about to talk about that, you put him on your Mount Rushmore. I got to be honest, I was kind of a coward. Because of the controversy, I chose to not put him on mine. But if you're looking at just his stand-up skill, his writing, his delivery, dude, for sure he's on Mount Rushmore. He's a fucking legend. I love Louis C.K. But for those of you that don't know, so he was me too. However... Now that we can look back on it, I think he fell victim to a big name target, but it happened very early because here's what happened, folks. Now, I am not going to justify his actions. It, it was gross. It was inappropriate. However, now that we know a lot more Me Too stories, if there had to be a scale, his is actually one of the lesser type stories than like a Harvey Weinstein, for example, or, oh, like, Jesus. A, or like a Kevin Spacey, right? So here's what happened. It does go along the sexual harassment lines, but basically, Louis, um, which actually, too, now if you listen to his older sets, there are, like, jokes that were funny because they were so gross back then, but now they're not so funny because you listen to him and you're like, oh, but I know what he was doing behind the scenes. Here's what he used to do. We all have our kinks, right? We all have our quirks. Dan's uh, has to do with a whole bunch of stuffed buffaloes and a whole lot of gerbils. Mm. Um, but, which that's a joke, by the way, there's no buffalo. Um, but for Louis CK, his thing was that he used to like to masturbate openly in front of people. However, now that we know the details, now that's still gross. No woman should ever be subjected to that. However, now from the details that we know, he would still ask their permission. And if you watch his newest comedy special, he even attests to this where he says his advice is if you ever want to beat off in front of somebody, even if they say yes, don't. 
So what would happen is, which it's still gross and it's inappropriate for him to even ask, but he would ask various women, hey, would you mind if I masturbated in front of you? Because that's his thing. Now, he did do that in front of people, and those women were actually the same people to me to him. However, he has confirmed, the women have confirmed that they did say yes to it. Now, of course, you can talk about pressures, right? Because one thing that he did do, which is a total asshole move, is he would use things to bargain with, like, if you don't say yes, I'll make sure you never work in Hollywood again. If you don't say yes, all this, by the way, uh, it's not like I know this, like I was a witness. Okay. This is from various news sources. You can Google it. Okay. There's a whole bunch of details, but what wound up happening is he was me too because of the fact that he would use Hollywood and he would use career pressures to get women to say yes so that he could masturbate in front of them. Now, what you want to do with your opinion on that is up to you. I will say as a human, that's a shitty thing to do. I do not support it, nor do I agree with it. So I'm not trying to actually encourage nor justify his offstage behavior. However, Dan, if we're talking about solely stand-up comedy and his actual material and also his performances on stage, I think there's a huge argument to be made to have him on Mount Rushmore. How do you feel about that, dude? Uh, Well, obviously I feel very strong that um, basically if you were putting away or forgetting about, you know, the scrutiny and the circumstances that led him to him getting me too. You just forget all that, throw it out the window. He's one of the best. Sorry, Dan, we have to make a disclaimer. Okay. Cause I actually don't want to get in any, any sort of legal trouble in case like, I don't know all the things that I just said, they have been well documented, but I don't know if we have, to, I mean, I guess I can't really can say they're a hundred percent true. So we'll say everything I just said is allegedly, right? Allegedly. Yeah. Right. Um, but put that out of your mind and just watch some of his standup. Um, particularly my favorite that he ever did, which was hilarious back in 2010. Um, so good. Big Newtons, pig Newtons. That's it. I'm not going to, you're going to be like, what is he talking about? You're going to have to watch that special to understand. Which one is that? Like, is that the one where he's in like the Phoenix, the round stage, or is that the one at, it's, it's not at the comedy store, right? Or um, comedy store one. No, I believe it is the round stage one. Okay. So that's when he's in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Cause I can't prove it right now. <laughs> is it the same special where like he talks about what if animals were just a part of our lives? Like you're at the train station and then like a tiger chases you. I think, yes, I think. And, and it was a little bit, you know, I didn't do way, way, like deep dive on the research. I just, I know that a couple of jokes in that special in particular really made me LOL hard. So that's the one that I chose for like my favorite, or at least like if you've never heard of this comedian or never, you know, you know of them, but never watch any of the specials, start with that one. That's also my favorite. That one's amazing. Yeah. Don't start with the recent one, like the sincerely one that he's done post me too. Cause it's, it's just, yeah, you have to know where he came from to understand the content of his latest one. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's almost like a, uh, it's an apology within a stand-up comedy set. So therefore it kind of doesn't make it his best one ever, but he's trying to redeem himself. And I think that he did because it's like, oh, well, he's still funny as fuck. I'll tell you that still laughed. So 
any hoozle, uh, without really going into that any further, Adam, I'm glad that you agree. And, you know, you and I both know he's definitely one of the best of all times as far as stand-up goes. Um, so if you haven't heard of him, check him out. I think you'll be really entertained. Yeah, I I also hope, too, that for him, he doesn't really make any sort of sexual humor anymore. Because, yeah, now, I mean, I know that he has turned his life around and I feel like, you know, he's already served his sentence, quote unquote. But, uh, yeah, now I hope he doesn't make like the dark sexual jokes because now they definitely do come off as like, dude, we know what you did. That's fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> it is a little bit, you know, and just like just jerk off in the privacy of your own home. That's what that's for. Only for you and God to see. You'll have to deal with that after you're dead. Also, uh, my heart really does go out to the victims, quote unquote. So we're not trying to make light of that. And also, as I said before, everything that I said about the accusations, they are alleged. I'm just saying that because I don't want someone to like post about something where it's like, oh, yeah, breaking news. This guy from this awesome, amazing podcast. But that might give us a little bit of publicity. So I don't know. Um, Dan, is it cool for me to give my second choice? Yes. Tell me about that. All right. So this also goes into somebody that was almost like the Richard Pryor type of vein. You just farted. That sounded awesome. Um, (laughs) Nice. You heard it. (laughs) Yeah. That's uh, a special for all y'all. He is, I mean, so also RIP to Richard Pryor, who's no longer with us, but also RIP to this next man, George Carlin. Mm. Now he's a comedian that not everybody knows, or if they do know him, they know him from certain movies, like in Kevin Smith movies, like Dogma. Um, but he actually had, what, decades? I mean, at least four or five decades worth of such a prolific stand-up career. And he really was one of the first people, if you go, like, way back in the day, like I'm talking back in, like, the 40s and 50s, my dad used to say he was one of the only people where he comes out on stage, you think he's just a polite, nice man, and he's starting to talk about sexual content. But he's also talking about highly political content. And mm. He has one of my favorite bits of all time where he talks about the, the, uh, the cuss words that you shouldn't say. Yeah. And he just had, you know, like just, I, I think he has one of the most effortless deliveries of all time, but also yeah. brilliant writer, brilliant writer. Like the way that he would do a commentary on like what's happening politically and then he would infuse it with like some way to complain, but then he'd make you think about it, but then he'd also make you roll around R O F Ling. I think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He just, I, I feel like he's one of those pioneers, right? Because we talk about how Richard Pryor paved the way for so many comedians. If you're somebody that talks about taboo content, some could even say that maybe George Carlin started to pave the way for Richard Pryor maybe a little bit. I don't know. Because it goes back to Lenny Bruce, which I almost put Lenny Bruce on my Mount Rushmore, but just because he was one of the first, but I don't know quite how his history will hold up. There's a lot of people right now that are listening going, who the fuck is Lenny Bruce? But George Carlin, I think because of the length of his career, which spanned over at least four decades, and because he had special after special after special. I mean, he was the HBO comedy special king. I just am a huge fan of his work, and I feel like all people that know who he is would also agree he should be on a Mount Rushmore. I, yeah, and couldn't agree more, Adam. Honestly, a guy that had one of the most unique uh, styles and delivery He talks so quickly, but is so flawless. He's not like some comedians that could use like a fumble in their set as a joke or a way to like, you know, uh, self uh, deprivate. What's the word? Self defecate? No. 
Yes, that. Um, So basically, and what you said, like, you know, the guy was flawless in his delivery, um, you know, every time. So it made me think is like, was his brain that large? And is his brain power so good that he was able to just, you know, articulate himself so well? Or did he practice it? a million times you know what i mean because like honestly if you guys don't know what i'm talking about because you never listen to george carlin or if you're like oh yeah i listened to george carlin but i didn't really like it well that's because you're an idiot and you can't keep up okay because the dude was one of the most highly intelligent comedians of i mean like our entire lifetime and um he in a way adam and i you know please tell me if you disagree but like kind of an activist as well Kind of like uh, let me kind of dude for sure, like inform the people on how much they're getting one pulled over their head, especially when it came to the government and politics and everything like that. Like, yeah, it it almost just made the way that he made it sound was just like, are we all fucking morons? I know. Well, yeah. Like I've, I feel like okay. There's two different ways that I feel like a stand-up comedian, just my opinion, should use their platform. One is. I guess kind of what we do. I'm not saying we're standard comedians, but you just talk about silly things to make people laugh to escape from their daily troubles. Mm-hmm. Or you can use your platform to inform others. And actually, yes, it's still like fueled with hilarity, right? It's still supposed to be funny, but to actually mm-hmm. make people think and actually use your platform to spread a message. That's what George Carlin did, man. He was yeah, a master at it to educate people, to influence people in their mm-hmm. perspective, like huge and definitely super deserving of having a place on the Mount Rushmore comedy. He also changed with the times. Like if you look at when he first started, he was like a suit and tie wearing guy with a short haircut. And then as he goes through the years, he like starts to get the beard and the ponytail. Well, he became a hippie basically. Yeah. And it's, it's so much. So actually, if you want to go into Amazon, he has so much content. They have like a little documentary. Like it's, it's, it's just the best of kind of thing where, so it takes his best bits from all of his specials. It's a lot of content, but I highly recommend it. That's on Amazon prime. I haven't seen that. So thank you for plugging it and uh, I'm putting it on my list. That being said, <laughs> I got to stop saying that being said. God damn it. That being said. That being said, uh, who's your third choice, bro, Chacho? Uh, he is not, I don't want to say that he's new to the game or anything like that, but I didn't know about Tom Segura until maybe six or seven years ago. And I've been loving and listening to stand-up since a wee lad. So to find him and go back to listen to something like uh, White Girls with Cornrows, which was the name of one of his very, very hilarious sets back in 2012, mm-hmm. um, leading up to my favorite uh you know, special he had on Netflix called Mostly Stories, which was back in 2017. He does have a new one called Ball Hog uh, that was released in March of 2020. So and you could start with any of them. Honestly, his comedy holds up so well. He's great at storytelling. He's great at relatable content and also just outrageous, uh, you know, jaw dropping, shocking type comedy that um well which is my favorite kind like the kind the kind of jokes you don't see coming because of either how offensive they are how grotesque they are Mm -hmm. tom segura takes uh takes a big slice of that cake as far as i'm concerned and 
you know, um, he's he's a repeat comedian as well. I've seen a lot of his specials more than once, and it's one of those like aged wine. Keep getting better. Yeah, no, I, I, and like my opinion, I don't know if he's done the amount of prolific work for me to consider him on my Mount Rushmore. It doesn't make it wrong for yours, but I, I, he's been doing it for a long time. But it's kind of like you said, he wasn't really discovered yet, like until like the late two thousands, right? But he'd mm-hmm. been doing it years prior. But also. Oh, yeah. Shout out to his podcast, YMH, Your Mom's House podcast. I listen to it on a weekly basis. Fucking awesome, by the way. But yeah, he is one of those where, and it's not as a disrespect, but if I ever just want to watch a stand-up special, but it's like I don't want to be so engaged in it because that's the problem you and me have sometimes, right? We don't just watch it to laugh. Most of the time we're watching it because we're actually judging like how they deliver. Right, Mm -hmm. right. So sometimes when I don't want to dissect something, but I still want to watch something that still will make me smile and laugh, but I don't really have to watch it, watch it. Like it's on in the background or maybe it's time for me to go to sleep. Pick any one of Tom Segura's specials. And it's like I said, no disrespect to that. I'm not saying it's so boring. You can fall asleep to it. But if you just want to have something on and you want to laugh, but without having to dissect it, always pick one of Tom Segura's specials. Yeah. And I'm glad that you said that because like as far as stand up goes, um, if you if you Google discographies of some of these comedians, you'll see that they come up labeled as soundtracks, even though they were recorded mm-hmm. um, as a, a video as well. That's the thing about stand up is this, if you're a good stand up comedian, it should be able to stand up just as an audio track. And to what you're saying, Adam, Tom Segura is the top uh, pick on my Pandora uh, list for when I just go to listen you still um, listen versus, to Pandora? Why not Spotify? Because uh, one, I don't have an account. Okay, because I'm a iTunes guy, so I have Apple Music. So ah. got to save some money somehow. Uh, but um, you know, I, I would say the Tom Segura is up there for like you don't need to watch him. Does watching him on video also add to the hilarity? Absolutely, he's very expressive. Um, you know, along with doing all his voices, he makes faces and uses body language to add to the hilarity, but it, audio on its own stands out. So if well, you I, can't watch it, go ahead and give it a listen because it's just as good. I also just have a personal bone to pick with Pandora because I used to be a Pandora user, but guess what, Dan? That's one of the only podcast directories that did not approve us to get listed. So fuck you, Pandora. Oh, fuck you, Pandora. Yeah. But we're on, <laughs> we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on iHeartRadio and a bunch of other things. So thank you to everybody else, but fuck you, Pandora. Unless you let us get listed, then I love you. But until then, fuck you, Pandora. Fuck you a little bit, cool. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, okay, and now we're moving down the list, right? So unless yeah. you, did you have anything else to say about good old time? No, dude, I, I mean, what I love is I actually wholeheartedly – agree all of your picks but i also love that we didn't come up with the same ones yeah no and i'm sure the listeners are very eager to hear what your third pick is well they know who all of your picks are already they're probably listening to mine they're like who the fuck is richard Pryor and george carlin sorry folks okay i tend to be an old soul so now we get into a little bit more current though now this is one where like i I just said this to you about Tom Segura, right? I'm like, no, he's dope, dude, but he hasn't done enough to be on there. You could say this about my next pick. Joe fucking Rogan, dude. Mm. Now, yep. he's he's also been in the stand-up game for like over 20 years, okay? He's been doing it for a while. However, 
thanks to the JRE podcast and hosting Fear Factor. Some may say he recently just became like, holy shit famous, like as recent as maybe nine or 10 years ago. And really, I mean, I hate to say this because I love Joe Rogan, but if he didn't have the JRE podcast, which is barely beating us in the podcast rankings, by the way, if he didn't have that, would he be as big as he is now? I don't know, but I got to be... But don't forget that he's such a prolific icon in the MMA and he is. UFC world. It's like which we talked about. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, no, he, he does so many things, which I love his podcast. Honestly, out of every podcast out there, if there's one I had to choose to be the only one to listen to besides CSPR, uh, it would be the JRE podcast. I fucking love his podcast. But also, um, yeah, he is extremely, extremely important in the UFC world, which I actually do talk about on the recent UFC, two, UFC 256 recap, so please check it out. Uh, but also, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's something where I got to be honest, Dan, I don't like his old stand-up. I mean, basically, and it's not me trying to knock him, but I basically go to back when he had hair versus when he started shaving his head. That's my point of reference. Before he started using drugs profusely? <laughs> In a healthy a lot way. funnier with drugs. Yeah, and, and what I noticed was that when he did have hair, he was one of those comedians where he had good premises, but I personally felt like the punchlines, they were kind of jumbled up and never really landed. Then he had the incident with, uh, with Carlos Mencia, where on stage, live, he basically outs the fact that Mencia is a joke stealer. At first, all the comedians believe him, and the public doesn't. What happened to Carlos Mencia? He's nowhere to be found because turns out it was all true. It was all true, right? So since then, he does have two, at least two specials that are on Netflix right now. And it goes back to one is called Triggered and then one is called uh, Strange Times. And as you yes. said, he's high as balls in both of them. But I got to be honest, now, I don't know if, if it's because I've been brainwashed by JRE. I don't know if it's because he gained confidence from JRE. I don't know if it's maybe it's just he got older. He's a lot wiser and he knows how to deliver an actual joke now. Maybe it has a little bit to do with weed. I don't know what the reason is. It, hey, I don't give a fuck. His nope. actual stand-up specials now, I think he's on my Mount Rushmore, more so because of the journey. Because if you look at where he started out, which he did do martial arts, he was actually really good. Like, he won trophies and shit. Then he goes into to being the Fear Factor guy. Then he starts a podcast where just him and his stand-up buddies are on his couch and they're smoking weed. Fast forward 10 years later, it's the biggest podcast of all of the times. I think he's on my Mount Rushmore. Maybe he's something where hasn't, sorry, maybe he's someone where he hasn't quite earned it yet. But I think pretty soon, especially with his impact for actually really changing the podcast game, mm. which, which if you watch the Comedy Store documentary, on Amazon Prime, but it's actually on Showtime, but I just watch it through Prime. Um, there's a whole episode devoted to how he basically changed the podcast landscape forever. Because there's stand-up comedians that will bypass doing a live tour and just go on his show one time because 10 million people actually get to hear You'll it. You'll get like, more followers if you... Yeah, he that's is, crazy. He's like what Johnny Carson used to be, right? The old Tonight Show. Yeah. He's like yeah, what David Letterman shit. used to be. You would have a stand-up set on a late-night talk show, and then you build your career. Now people go on fucking Joe Rogan podcasts. So I think because of impact on what he has for the future, he's on my Mount Rushmore. And you know what, Adam? I wouldn't argue it. He's not, net, you know, well, we didn't have any crossovers, so it's not about that. But um, I think one of my favorite things is to be introduced to Joe Rogan through Fear Factor, which if you ever watched it, 
it's not like he was funny necessarily. He was a right. good host for the show. I'm sure there were some funny moments, yeah. you know, but they were situational with the people that were contestants on the show. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, think about if they would redo that show now with him on there, he would just be busting everyone's balls. <laughs> it would be so funny. So, yeah. um, but it's just funny to think about that's like how I knew Joe Rogan. Like once I didn't know his name back then. He was just the Fear Factor host guy. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And now he's Joe Rogan, the old host of that fun show. Um, it's like, it's almost like that's Worth. nothing. Like he wouldn't even put it on his resume anymore. You know what I mean? Like, well, and I, like that doesn't apply to anything I'm doing now. I think too, he's on Mount Rushmore because he's reached the status that I feel like a lot of standup comedians wish they would be not from a standup point, but like, I mean, dude, He's fucking Joe Rogan. They wanted him to do the presidential debates. He has a podcast where presidential candidates go on his podcast. Like he, it's not just about the money, but the actual power he has. And you talk about George Carlin, you talk about the influence, right? Yeah. The influence and the power that is happening right now in the social media age that we live in. I think I just find it funny, but awesome that really dude at the end of the day, he's a five foot five. I mean, yoked, right? He's totally yoked, but he's a short dude that smokes weed all day. He's a stand-up comedian, and also he likes to go bow hunting. He does MMA. He, he, he does all these things. He's a modern-day renaissance man. But at the end of the day, you're telling me that actual politicians go on a stand-up comedian's podcast because he has that much power? For the world of stand-up comedy, that's awesome. Mm, 100%. Cause I, and that's why we love comedy so much, guys, because you can make light of any situation. And although... Adam and I recognize that we did use comedy as a means to um, bury our, you know, little feelings from time to time. And still do. And still do sometimes. Yeah, definitely still do. Um, But we recognize that. So it's like, you can only take that so far. Um, But I I think that it is uh, something really huge to be said about Joe Rogan's influence and impact on not just the podcast game, not just comedy, but a combination of those and being involved in things like politics because it's not an area that a lot of comedians necessarily want to go is, you know, in regards to them being funny. You know, a lot of comedians have a lot to say about politics, but they don't always include it in their set. Right. Well, and dude, honestly, I didn't know what the fuck a podcast was. His show was the first one that I ever listened to. And now... We we're on a podcast right now, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. thanks Joe Rogan. Thanks Joe Rogan. Also, we're coming for you, buddy. We're the second rank, but we will be number one soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna fucking happen. I know. All right, Dan. So that was my third choice. Now let's go to your last choice, which actually, okay. So this is a choice where at first I was very taken aback. Not because I disagree, but because I was like, never in a million years would I ever think of this. But now that I think about it. I absolutely mm-hmm. respect this choice. Who's your last choice for your Mount Rushmore? I'm glad that you said that so I could segue into this choice because Patton Oswald. Yes. Um, holy shit, dude. Is he not like one of the funniest uh, people, not just comedians. Like he's a really funny dude. Um, he is also like making a dent in who has been the voice Oh, like of cartoons like yes. the most in the history of their career god damn dude like that list for him he has a very unique voice 
Um, Super nerdy, by the way, which is why I love him because he is a geek through and through, right? Like, but he's very expressive with his yeah. voice, and it makes sense. Like he, uh, for example, if you've ever seen the movie Ratatouille, one of my favorite um, Pixar. Is it Pixar? I want to say Pixar. Was it Pixar or was it DreamWorks? I'm pretty sure that was DreamWorks, actually. Anyway, we're going to take that part out. But uh, Ratatouille, (laughs) hilarious, really well done um, cartoon movie that I'm not going to give you the premise of that. But uh, Patton Oswalt was the voice of the main character. And um, he just does a great job (laughs) and uh, has continued to probably a little bit before then, but definitely – it was Pixar, by the then. way, too. It was Pixar, yeah. It was a Pixar film. Well, they just, they do a great job there at Pixar. Um, but Patton Oswalt, as a stand-up comedian, still doing a lot of shit. And he actually went through some hard times, too. Not going to get into it, but his wife died, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some years back now. And being a huge stand-up fan, it was like, when I heard that, I was like, oh, shit, does that mean we're never going to, selfishly, I hadn't thought of, are we never going to hear from Patton again? Is he just going to go? Cause he does kind of uh, not even allude. He directly talks about his issues and uh, with depression uh, in his sets. Um, so kind of a little bit of a activist in his own way in regards to mental health. Um, but when I heard that his wife died, I was like, Oh shit, dude, like he's going to be out for a minute. And he was for a little bit, but he does have, that was your first thought. Dude, your thought was not, Oh my gosh, my heart goes out to pad. And your first thought was like, I can't hear any more specials now. Thanks. That was my second thought (laughs) after realizing how selfish my first thought was, but Uh, you know, my life is all about me. So (laughs) me first. Um, but then like real life second. So better to be me first than be me too. Right. Oh, right here. Yep. Um, so, but my favorite, uh, special that he ever had is back in 2007, which is werewolves and lollipops. Mm. Uh, just really, really good stuff, dude. So, uh, everyone out there, that's my completed list. Uh, I gave you a couple plugs and examples to check out. Please do so. If not, don't care. It's totally on you. I'm going to continue to watch the new ones they come out with and these old ones because my four dudes and the Mount Rushmore of comedy, hold up in the past and still hold up to this day. So Adam, Fuck who yeah. was your last choice, man? Well, yeah. So I have one more choice coming up, but also just, yeah, for, for Pat and Oswald, I mean, for me being like a huge geekdom guy, you know, loving Batman and comic books and pop culture just in general, but also you loving cartoons and also pop culture in general. He really is an advocate for that. You know, he's a mm. guy that looks kind of like flubby on stage. You know, he is not like the best looking dude. And just, I mean, he's probably one of the most relatable comedians that I've ever seen. Cause I'm like, Oh, so here's a guy that has the same interest that I do, but he makes them funny as fuck. But also the fact that he can appeal to the jocks in the room makes all those geeks being like, Haha, yeah, fuck you guy. You're laughing at this nerd. I yeah, fucking love no. it. He's got a very like endearing presence. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like you trust him without even knowing I'm kind of a guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's the guy that would always win best personality, like in all the modeling competitions. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a looker, but a really great guy. 
Speaking of, okay, so we can't say the name because that gives away where we're from, but remember in high school when there was the competition for like basically like best all around dude and I helped you with something. Also, our friend Brian did and you got Mr. Congeniality. Yeah. Which was also a way of saying like you're too fat to invest looking, so we're going to give you best congeniality. Yeah. (laughs) Also, thanks for dating me. Also, thanks for reminding me of my best years because everything – from here on is definitely going south. So including this podcast. <laughs> hey, <laughs> anyway, so uh, I have one more person to get to. Um, so yeah. this is, I was not doing the presidential thing where I was like, well, this guy's Washington, this guy's Lincoln. Also you did it one time and then you also stopped doing it. So yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Any, <laughs> anyway, I have somebody who actually in a movie called night at the museum, He played Theodore Roosevelt. This is Robin Williams. Now, Uh, I I know right away some people are already going, wait, but you said it's only stand-up comedian. Yeah, well, of course. He is actually an incredible actor, Oscar-winning actor. Also, we talked about Aladdin, Voice of the Genie, my favorite Disney mm -hmm. movie of all of the times. Also, Mm -hmm. yours too, right? But Mm -hmm. if you just look at actually just the genie, imagine that on stage, but with very inappropriate content, same impressions, right? Voices for days, high paced, high energy, and a shit ton of bad words. That is Robin Williams. Because, yeah. and the reason why I still think that he would qualify for my list, right? Is I said they had to be stand up comedians, they had to be practicing stand up comedians. Well, also, huge RIP to Robin Williams because he's no longer with us. His is actually probably the most tragic out of all of the deaths on my list because RIP to George Carlin, RIP to Richard Pryor, um, and also RIP to Robin Williams. But he actually still continued to release stand-up specials late into his career. And he actually might've been prepping for a new one before he uh, very tragically took his own life. But just, if you just watch any one of his specials, but I would highly recommend with Stan, this is another one that you and me used to watch, not only just us, but with our friends live on Broadway. Yeah. Now, I don't remember the year. I, I, I know it was in like the 2000s. Hang on. Let me uh, Google it real quick. Live on Broadway. 2002, dude. 2002. Wow. Um, that is probably, I mean, it might even be the best. Overall, just one little, one snapshot, just one stand-up special. That might be one of the best ones that I've ever seen. And if you just watch that, he goes through all these different impressions, but it's his energy his charisma and how he's so witty. He's so quick, but also so, so multifaceted dude. He can sing, he can dance, but also just, just his voices, man. You're talking about Pat and also like having a bunch of voices. Robin Williams could voice anything. Look at the genie, all those voices when he does the different characters, different accents when he sings, that's all him. And half of that was improvised. They just let him just walk into the booth. And like, he just kind of did a Jim Carrey kind of thing where he was just like, I'm just going to riff. And every time he did that, amazing. But also, although we know that he was extremely depressed, he battled a lot of demons. He was also a super generous dude. And um, I just, he's on my Mount Rushmore, not only for stand-up comedians, but if you told me to make a list of like favorite actors or best actors of all time, guess what? He's also on that list. So when you talk about somebody that can just do everything, what better person to choose than Robin Williams? I mean... Yeah, I'm not going to argue it at all. And I mean, RIP again, because that probably one of the more actually impactful celebrity deaths um, when I heard the news. And I'll never forget that I was in line at a place called 
uh, it rhymes with schmishmotle. <laughs> and <laughs> I overheard the staff talking about it like it was a joke or like to me I was like whatever that's impossible that could never happen otherwise I'll be devastated for the rest of my life and they're like no for for real go look it up and at the time you couldn't say google it because although there was google I don't think smartphones or at least I didn't have one at the time uh so I had to find out later but I you know back in the day when he didn't have Google to confirm everything, you gave more credit to strangers and what they were saying. So I believed it. And it was really hard for me to get through my whole Shishmotle bowl. Mm -hmm. It was, it was devastating. So, but a great last pick more than worthy of being uh, on the Mount Rushmore comedy. And Adam, I got to say great choices. We went a different route each in our own, but Mm -hmm. I think, uh, what you got there, uh, it, it, they all are idols to me, honestly. Really, really great. Absolutely, yeah. There's some people where I feel like if we did change it to a much broader realm and we said, how about just the world's funniest people, top four, of course, there'd be some names that we put on our Mount Rushmore, but I feel like a few of these would be on there. Dan, actually, that was pretty fun, dude. I... Did great. not want to look at the uh, the notes too far ahead of time because then that would get me to overthink mine and then I would try to match yours. Or then, I don't know. I just wanted to kind of just go into it just being like, and these are his choices. So that was dope, dude. Yeah, dude. I loved it. Loose form discussion and uh, talked about some great icons that are no longer with us and some awesome, relevant to this day comedians that are still doing work. So check out the old stuff. Check out the new stuff. Check out these names in general. Uh, I, I don't think you'll be disappointed by any of these. Also, here's an upcoming plug. If you want to share with us who your Mount Rushmore of stand-up comedy would be, we'd be interested to see that. Please send us an email at csprpodcast at gmail.com. The following advertisement is not real. It is for a fake product from a fake company. Enjoy. Introducing the four packet boxer briefs. Convenient and self explanatory, these pocketed undies come equipped with two front and two back packets, one for each cheek and testicle. Skinny jeans too tight for extra items? Keep that handy dandy common wet wipe or extra business card on a cheek. Or throw a couple of travel size hand sanitizers in right next to your ball sack. Front pockets dual purpose also acts like a hand warmer for your old cold fingies. Never have a sweaty sack smell on your cuticle tips ever again. Disclaimer, or PPB is only intended for adult use. May cause rash, depression, or instant death, and or may or may not exist. It definitely does not exist. Condoms and wet wipes not included. Get your own a beat up to fuck. All right, folks. So now we have one of what hopefully is our favorite segment. Hopefully you love listening to it. We're talking about our boiling points. Dan, do the sound effect. <laughs> that sounds so much better than the real sound effect that you're about to hear right now. <laughs> so here's the thing, folks. Every day, maybe every minute of every day, we all have some things that get under your skin. Maybe. It gets your blood a-boiling. Now, we've talked about this before. If you've heard any of our past episodes, you've heard our boiling points. Usually, Dan and I both have boiling points. But, gotta be honest, I'm a little tired this week. I just recorded a whole UFC 256 recap. 
Please go check that out, by the way. But Dan let me know that he has a boiling point, and I think it's going to be a good one. So, Dan, this week, what is your boiling point? Well, Adam, uh, I can't guarantee that it's going to be a good one necessarily, but I do believe that um, as a human being, and it doesn't matter what race, what sex you are, you can relate to my boiling point this week. So I'm excited. I'm going to start it off with uh, talking about dreams. Hey, Adam, have you ever had a dream before? What's a dream, Dan? Fuck you, man. You know (laughs) what I'm talking about. You sleep and you play a movie in your head. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Hopefully it's a dirty movie. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But as per how it relates to my (laughs) boiling point this week, uh, not so much. Okay. Here is the thing about dreams. Okay. Mm -hmm. We can make it black and white just to make it simple and easy for the listeners to consume. There are good dreams and there are bad dreams. Right? Thanks for explaining it, Dan. You're very welcome. Fuck you, COVID. <laughs> I know that was totally random, but still fuck COVID. Yeah, but still fuck COVID for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not my boiling point, although it is my consistent boiling point. I digress. <laughs> good dreams, bad dreams. So good dreams. Uh, anything sex related for the most part, unless, (laughs) (laughs) unless of course the sex is unconsensual, uh, in your dream, which that would suck. (laughs) Shout out to Louis C.K. Just kidding. It was consensual. No, no. Kind of, uh, threats and Anyway, um, so uh, good dreams, there is anything sex-related, as long as it's consensual. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, for me, I have this reoccurring dream of finding large sums of money Mm. for no no apparent reason, like walking down the street. What's this duffel bag full of money for me? Holy cow, I'm so rich now. What a great feeling to have. Uh, as so, well as, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So it's very realistic, right? So it's, uh, I mean, it's yes, based well, on like true events, right? You just walk down the street, you see a duffel bag, which has happened to all of us, right? You open up the duffel bag. You're like, oh, this is money. You find out later. It's like cocaine money. They're tracking you down. You have to change your name. Then you start a podcast with a person you're not really friends with and you're hiding. Yep. Yep. Basically. Um, and actually to, <laughs> to speak on that, because the whole finding uh, money thing is a reoccurring dream. Sometimes it leads into being like, wait, whose money is this? And then it takes the dream to a new turn where it becomes a nightmare because drug lords are haunting my ass. Yep. Okay? With their haunting just your ass though, right? <laughs> They're like, well, oh, yeah. you have to pay us back in anal pumps. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, my face is up here. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Unless, uh, um, you know, I'm Ace Ventura, in which case I speak fluent English from my asshole. Dude, Anyhow. Shout, Figaro, Figaro, Figaro. Shout out to Ace Ventura, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, bringing it back around. Uh, so these are all uh, good dream examples, right? You accomplishing a dream that you had. All of a sudden, like, you know, uh, you, you wished you were a celebrity, and all of a sudden, on stage, you know, singing, rapping, or on movie cameras, 
on movie cameras. <laughs> you're All just, of a sudden, you're, you're in a movie because you were in front of cameras produced actually, by Hollywood. Yeah, no, Dan, my dream is to be singing, dancing, and rapping, but actually doing it all on top of a movie camera. That is my dream, yeah. Okay, my new boiling point is fuck Adam because <laughs> fuck you, man. God damn it, you're ruining my boiling point. Sorry, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Bring it back around again. <laughs> Good dreams, bad dreams. The good ones, they're great, right? Bad dreams, they suck. Um, But actually, if you think about it, and this is what's really getting under my skin recently, is when you wake up from a good dream and realize it's not real, it's kind of a letdown. Am I right? Recently, uh, I watched a documentary series about the... Well, really, it was about Michael Jordan. But... Is it called The Last Dance? No, it's called The Worst Dance. It's a different documentary. (laughs) Same exact thing, different name. Um, No, it was The Last Dance. um, And if you don't know what I'm talking about, check it out. It's about the NBA, the Bulls specifically, more specifically, Michael Jordan's story. And they kind of touch on everybody else, of course. Like, you know, but really it's a Michael Jordan documentary. Must be real. Yeah. But um, so I, I watched this uh, documentary series and it wasn't too long ago that I had this very, very real dream. Basketball is my favorite sport, you guys. I love playing it. I love watching it. It's the only sport, actually, that I love both of watching and playing it. Football, love watching it. Hate playing it. Don't want my bones to break. Okay. Yep. Um, yep. Soccer, hate watching it. Kind of also hate playing it. So that one really doesn't apply. Um, but whatever, I'm not going to go through all my different uh, feelings on sports. Uh, no, the point no, I, is, I actually want to go through every sport. So can you go through every sport that's known to man, please? And please let me know how you feel about it. Baseball, uh, love playing it. Can't stand watching it. Takes way too long, way too much dead space. Okay. Uh, soccer, I actually take it back. Watching highlights, very entertaining, but otherwise it's kind of like watching baseball because it takes forever. And sometimes it ends at zero one. Boo! Blood's a boiling. What a boring game. I just wasted eight hours of my life. And really, it's probably closer to three, but it feels like eight since I'm how slow fun times take. New boiling point for me. Remember that one time when I said a really sarcastic joke? When I said, hey, I'd love to hear you go through all the sports. And then instead of just laughing and moving on, you continued to do that. Remember that time? Yeah, and it was intentional because I realized it was sarcastic, but you prompted it and I wanted to talk about it. Ah! Bringing it back around once again, good dreams, bad dreams. The good dream I had recently after watching The Last Dance was I was playing some pickup b-ball, y'all. And if you ain't a basketball player, pickup is just playing on a basketball court. Motherfuckers come around and y'all like, hey, man, you want to play some basketball? Okay, and depending on the number of people you have, you may be playing 10 on 10. Just joking, that would be insane. At the most, you play 5 on 5. Pickup games could be as little as 2 on 2, up to 5 on 5. Anyway, in this particular case, it was a friendly game of 3 on 3. And guess who my number one teammate was? Vladi Divac. He was the other guy, but I didn't even know his name. I Googled it after my dream to be like, what was that guy? Um, 
No, uh, I don't know who the fuck the other players were. It didn't matter because really my dream was just a series of highlights of Jordan passing me the ball and I would score Mm -hmm. or I would pass him the ball and he would score. And biggest difference there, Adam, is uh, I am short and I don't have hops. So when he passes to me, it'd be the three ball. You know what I mean? I'm all, I'm all about being outside the arc. But I could pass it to Jordan pretty much from anywhere on the court, and he would levitate and dunk it like an epic G. Of was it old, old man Jordan, though? Please tell me you were playing with old man Jordan, though, when he was doing this. That would be dope. Honestly, uh, the uh, HD quality of my dreams is a little fuzzy, so ah. I just I'd like to imagine that it was mm-hmm. young Jordan, basic cable um, Jordan, yeah, yeah, basic cable Jordan uh, mm-hmm. back when I was watching it in the nineties. Yeah. <sighs> Any whoozle. So um, <laughs> me and Jordan had this epic three on three game. I don't even remember like what the score was or any of those details. I just remember feeling this connection of friendship development on the court with Michael. I'm hundred percent positive. I even received an ass slap and and not in a rapey way, but in a way that was like, "Mm, we play sports every once in a while. You tap another guy's booty to say, Hey, good job. And by tap, tap would be like, no, that it would be too soft. It has to be somewhat in between like a high five and a slap. Show them who's boss kind of thing, yeah. Right, being like, you go get it there, boy. Right. That's that's the kind of ass slap I'm talking about because I just drained a three, okay? I wake up from this dream only to realize that actually in real life, I'll probably never even get to sniff Michael Jordan from a distance. Right, right. So fucking pissed, dude, in my dream. So real, so fucking real I could I could feel not only the ass left, but the development of a true the rest of your life type friendship between me and Michael Jordan I woke up realized I was still the same piece of shit in the same piece of shit apartment <laughs> blood was so boiling even more so than the large sums of money I've ever found so what I come to realize Adam is that I fucking hate good dreams dude because it is deceptive as fuck you're in your dream and I'm not talking about lucid dreaming I wish I could learn this skill um, being and if you don't know lucid dreaming is being in a dream realizing that you're dreaming and being able to do whatever the fuck you want like I don't know um, have superpower yeah you know superpowers they're kind of like superpowers <laughs> like you could have superpowers like flying i think one time i had a lucid dream where i was like i'm dreaming i'm gonna just fly and levitated and flew around the earth wherever the fuck i want right yep doesn't happen okay you have a good dream that feels so real you wake up it's not real what the fuck am i doing with my life i should just go back to sleep forever but adam that's depression so i would like to say this for the first time in my life upon realizing this while developing this boiling this boiling point Mm -hmm. is that nightmares are actually the shit because when you're dreaming having a nightmare and it sucks and it's scary and it's the worst thing in the fucking world Mm -hmm. and you awake 
to realize, oh, thank God, that's not real. That's not happening. I wasn't naked at school. I wasn't about to go down in a plane crash. Or my mom did find out that I was smoking a ton of weed all the time. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, thank God. And so alleviated, the day is off to a great start. (laughs) I totally agree, man. Those are, that's a fucking awesome boiling point. Uh, I have to say something though. How I chose to perceive what you said was in your dream, your best friend was Michael Jordan. Good dream. You loved it. Then -hmm. you woke up and in real life, you realized I was your best friend and you were mad. That's how I took it. And you don't understand why my blood's a boiling? That was my best friend, not Michael Jordan. Fuck me, man. This sucks. I know. Go back to sleep. See, I actually go to sleep just so I can maybe have a dream where I'm not best friends with you because my nightmare is actually real life being your best friend. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even have a clever response for that because, you know, mostly because I just relate to it so much. I know. No, dude, actually, no, I, th- I think you've unlocked, like, seriously, that's the key to life, right? Now, I actually hope I have nightmares forever, because you're totally right. If you're, like, being chased by a killer clown or, like, yeah, man, you're naked at school or all that shit that you said, right? It's, like, the worst dream ever, but then, actually, the relief is when you wake up to get back to reality. And well said. Like, oh. I'm just, I, I, I had well never said. realized it until this point, until, like, sitting down to think, what's my boiling point for this week? recalling my dream and being devastated that it wasn't real and realizing that, Oh wait, bad dreams. When you realize those aren't real, kind of great, kind of nice. You may have gotten shit sleep cause you were uh, twirling around and just restless. But the start to the day is like, wow. Uh, my life isn't as shitty as it was when I was sleeping. So maybe I should be grateful. Dan, I a hundred percent agree. I know the listeners do too. So, Hey, guess what you just did, buddy. You started off with a boiling point and you ended it with a boiling perspective. Boom. All right, folks. So you made it to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for hanging out. I wish I could hang out with you more, but I just can't stand hanging out with Dan any longer. So you survived. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for uh, tuning in this week. Um, Adam's outro sucks. So got to interject and give it a little bit of juice. Um, You guys are the best. We love you. Well, I don't know about Adam because he has no soul, Uh, but I have a great big heart. Um, that has grown three times its size, you know, mostly because it's the holiday season. And I just want to let you guys know how grateful I am for you tuning in this week and checking out our episode. Also, please just tell us that you like it. You can literally email a thumbs up emoji and I will get the hardest heart on and be so, so grateful (laughs) if you go ahead and just thumbs us up at CSPR at gmail.com. CSPR podcast at (laughs) gmail.com. Yeah, don't don't send a thumbs up emoji to CSPR (laughs) at gmail.com because you'll get a little notification that says, this went nowhere because this doesn't exist. Uh, Do it at CSPR 
podcast at gmail.com. And I will be so, 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 so grateful. Um, but Adam, honestly, dude, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to say that you don't care. I know you care just as much as I do that people have tuned in and listened to this episode. Also, hoping if this is your first time around, you go back and you listen to all the other episodes. Microphone's super choppy, dude. It's like <laughs> super choppy right now. Like all of a sudden? Is that yeah. okay now? Still yeah, bad? Maybe, no, maybe just don't move. <laughs> like still talk, but just don't move too much. Oh, okay, so right now is good. Yeah. Okay. Also, Adam, I know you're very grateful for our listeners. And, uh, you know, we, we do this together because, number one, it's just fun. It's just a good time um, for me and him. And at this point, we have enough listeners where I'm like, shit, I didn't realize that there would be that many people we didn't know listening to this podcast. So, like, honestly, from the bottom bottom part of my heart i guess you could call it my heart's butt i love you guys i super appreciate it oh dan that was so sweet but also Don't get emotional i'm not gonna cry dude uh no i uh i just want to echo everything dan said please reach out to us at csprpodcast at gmail.com we really care about you and also if you want to show us how much you care also maybe you want to go into your favorite podcast app and drop us a positive review huh pretty please pretty please Um, i'm not gonna beg but please i mean guys seriously please please do it don't do it either way we're happy you're here and listening to us um if you do drop us a line though on a review i don't know i'm gonna give you an empty promise of like we'll come to your house uh and treat you to dinner at your own house so you're gonna have to buy everything but as long as you have a kitchen you know adam and i watch a lot of food network no we don't or at least i know no but, definitely um, not great at freestyling okay you got it you got a rack of spices i'm gonna make some tasty Actually, how about this? If you don't leave a positive review, then we are going to come to your house because maybe you want to leave us the review just so we don't do that because you don't want us to come to your house. Trust me. Yeah, do that. I take the nerstiest shits of all time. You don't want it. It lingers for a while. You're going to want like three cans of Febreze. So it also lingers like this fucking outro we're doing right now. That's what it does. Look, guys, everybody, last thing. We have a special episode that will be coming out. It's going to be the top five. Now, we're not going to say exactly what we're doing top fives of, but hopefully Dan will record it around the holiday and we'll get it out before the new year, okay? So stay tuned for our top five list. Also, last, super last thing. I don't know who you are, but there is one listener that we have, Dan, that is the most loyal listener that we have in our very short-lived podcast career there is somebody out there now i can't even say the town name i don't want to butcher it because i want to be respectful but we have one listener that's in france if you're listening right now i want to know who all the listeners are i want everybody to reach out to us but i especially want to hear from you because you are the one person that has downloaded everything we've ever recorded and put out so if you are that listener from france dan and i both say we love you thank you we want to get to know you so please reach out dan i love you too man final closing thoughts and then we're the fuck out of here bro i just want to second your shout out to our france listener and his 
badly as I would love to do a very terrible French accent, I don't want our listener to stop listening because of how poorly I would botch that. So reach out to us at csbrpodcast.gmail.com. Give us a shout out. Actually, why don't you just go ahead and say who you are if you want to be like properly shout out, we're happy to do that. And either way, if you don't, it's cool. We're super grateful for you. We're super grateful for all the other listeners yet again. Uh, this is the season to be thankful and grateful for what we got going on, right? Um, but we're going to try and continue that on into 2021 because I think, Adam, you would agree, we should be grateful all the times and not just during the holiday season. Absolutely. Also, to our French listener, uh, I want to apologize about the Fartier fake ad we had. It was just all in good fun because Dan said he's not going to do the offensive French accent. Guess what? He already did it. But, I did. Uh, no, dude, for real, Dan, for sure, I will talk to you before Christmas and we'll do the gift exchange, all that shit. But to everybody else, in case you don't hear from us before December 25th, if you choose to celebrate Christmas, I wish you happy holidays and a Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh.